Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very special and late edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast for September 4th. I am, of course, your Hughes and your host and across from me is the old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing today? I am doing okay. You're going to have to excuse my voice, people. Uh, If you live in the Calgary area, I don't have to tell you why my voice is the way it is. And no, it wasn't because of the football game. It's because of the smoke. Very smoky. I'm honestly surprised that there wasn't a delay in the game today. Well, Um, I understood the CFLPA has an agreement for player safety. Important words here to this weekend that... If it's uh, the air quality is a, pl- a seven plus or higher, or it's higher than seven, I think is the way it's worded. Yeah, the player they wouldn't play. Well, it was a ten, Jake. But at what time do they measure that? Is it at kickoff? Is it? And it, it's and I don't know. That's a big yeah, thing. I don't know either. I know at four o'clock uh, when I checked the air quality on according to Environment Canada, it was a nine. Yeah, so, and that's an hour before the, or half hour before the game, hour before the game? Hour before the game. Which, again, and same in Saskatchewan as well this weekend, there was a lot of uh, uh, concern about air quality. Check that. I'm going to do some research this week, and I will report back. I will be the, ooh, look how bad my hair is. I will do an investigative reporting. Well, and if you do some investigative reporting, where will they be able to find your articles? You can check them out at hughesports.ca. You can find editorials, podcasts, and more. If you uh, are too lazy to type that in, our QR code, uh, I'll get it right one day, um, right above me here. All you got to do is you grab your phone, you find your camera, you put it on your camera, just like that. See, camera. And you go, bloop. And And just like that. Just and like not just that. that, in three, two, one, it might alert us. It's supposed to alert us. Someone scan the QR code. So if you do scan the QR code, we'll actually be able to shout you out in the middle of the podcast, uh, interrupting everything that we had uh, were previously saying. Now, old man, um, do we want to jump into this week? Because it was a pretty crazy week in the CFL, and we just got done with the games. And do things in reverse chronological order, because we just watched the Elks and Stamps game. Yes. So it's going to be a fresh in our heads. Let's okay, go backwards. Normally, we do things in in chronological order. So the games we watch first, we report on first. However, we just finished watching probably the second most exciting game in the CFL season this this year so far. Can I get excited? Sure. Hot damn, CFL kicks off on Labor Day. What happens before Labor Day just doesn't fucking matter. It sets up for Labor Day. Except it does. Except it does. Because... If my calculations are correct, Toronto has locked up a playoff position already. Yeah, I think they have. (laughs) If they win next week, I believe, and again, don't quote me on this because I I believe I saw this. If they win next week, they lock up home playoff and lock up first. But wait, 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 upset the Smurf Mafia before we even get going. Uh, All I was saying is that Toronto won in a very handy way. But we're talking. Tell the Smurf Mafia that another team was better than they are. Come on. Anyway. But first, let's talk about it. We just got finished watching. Literally, the game got turned off. I jumped in here. The old man had to run upstairs and catch his breath. Um, the Edmonton Elks lose, despite being better for three quarters, in my opinion. Three quarters? They were better for three, like, three quarters and 20 minutes. 
They lose to, by a score of 31 to the Stampeders, 35. Um, second only victory at home for the Stampeders, which, I mean, as a someone who goes to most of the games, however not this one, it's usually fun to see wins. Pick six goes for, I mean, sorry, quick six goes for runs. Um, of course, this happens when I'm not there. I couldn't go to the course. game because of the smoke, but gosh dang it, what a fun game to watch on TV. But did you know, did you watch the game on TV? Yes, I did. Did you notice the TSN cameras were um, going like they, a lot of them ended up going blurry? No. Their shots. And I was like, what is going on? And Ellison, uh, my girlfriend actually pointed out, she goes, they're probably picking up the smoke. So it was going out of focus. Should, shouldn't be because they're not going to be on, they're not going to be on autofocus. They're going to be manually focused. One Are of, they? Your right hand. shots there where they were just horrible. And I was like, what is going on? Might have been your connection. It might have been, but yeah, they. If they're on autofocus, those cameramen are being fired, or will never work another game in the, in the <laughs> TSA. Because you have one hand, but one was, your one hand. It was a fun handles. game to watch. Oh, so much fun! As someone who, I mean, I put money on the game, so all I needed was the Elks to not lose by four and a half points. Which was it? Four and I, a half. Four and a half was the spread, which means I hit it on the dot and my parlay came to fruition. A $5 bet taking the Lions, Saskatchewan, Toronto, and the Elks. I took the points for Saskatchewan. I took the points for the Elks. And all four hit. Meaning that $5 bet turned into a $62 win. Nice, nice. Not too shabby, if I don't say so myself. So again, great game. I mean, Mayer still proves he's not, uh, in my opinion, he's not a uh, starter in this league. And um, the Stamps still need work. Trey Ford. If it wasn't for Trey Ford, this game would have been out of hand because for Calgary. Because yes. the plays he was able to make because of his mobility and his athleticism were... Bar- How has this guy not been your starter the entire year, Edmonton? Chris it's, Jones, it's, if he's not fired next year, it's it's magnificent. I, I literally, watching this kid, and obviously I'm old enough to remember a certain um, running quarterback, scrambling quarterback by the name of Flutie. And the TSN broadcasts was all over it, by the way. It, just to... it was funny because I thought it went on that run where they brought it up. And yeah. again, don't try to, we're not trying to say Trey Ford is Flutie, but that was no, Flutie-like. Not... The but, way he ran. And, and the big thing is, is like his traits are very Flutie-like. Well, yes. Yeah, that's Flutie had. We don't know. That's yet to see. He's still very young if my memory serves correct. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. He's a rookie, dude. But... He's got the tools to be a fantastic CFL quarterback. He'll never he would never be a NFL quarterback whatsoever. Yeah, he's only 25. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's gonna be a superstar given the opportunity in this league. And the ability you forget he, that talent on that Edmonton team. They have Nanny Arsenal. Like, hello. They sh- and they showed him it's like 145 games or something straight with him having a catch. And it goes yeah. back to Travis Lule and Jarius Jackson with the BC Lions. But I saw printers. that list. There was a list of like 10 different quarterbacks that Maddie There's, has caught a ball from. 
there are multiple quarterbacks that are that he caught a ball from that are now offensive coordinators in the CFL. Buck yes. Pierce, Darius Jackson, just to name two off that. <laughs> Insanity. Crazy. Um, so that team, I'm you know what? I was sitting there watching that game, and yeah, they lost. Um, in my opinion, Calgary got lucky, but full full marks for Calgary for not giving up. Yeah. And something I want to point out. Anytime Calgary, I mean, Calgary was 0-7 when they trailed going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Something that I've noticed, when Calgary gets behind, they seem to, all they want to do is get it all all in one throw. Which And they had two minutes to go and I was sitting there and I went, oh, they're just going to toss the ball down the field again. It's going to be ugly. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing five yards, eight yards, five yards, eight yards. And they drove 10 plays, burned up the clock. I was like, wow. Not just just burned up the clock, but did it in a way that was methodical. And every play set up the next play or a play down the line. Like watching the routes, there was receivers running routes where it's like, okay. And then two plays later, they'd run the same route and end up catching the ball. It's like, okay, that's what that play was designed for. Right? Yeah. It shows that, and and I don't know where the disconnect is always with Dave Dickinson, and I'm I'm assuming he's calling the plays most of the time, yeah. where he likes to throw that long ball. Even as a quarterback, he liked that long ball game. Oh, yeah, but of course. When Dave Dickinson was at his best, he was making those seven to 10-yard throws yes. and marching the field. When he was calm, cool, collected in, in a field general in comparison to the the crazy arms that we we've seen in the CFL. Well, it's just yeah, it's kind of I've always it was one of those things I really picked up on um and I said it to Ellison and I picked the Elks in Pickham, so I'm following I'm going backwards in my Pickham um group because other people I'm sure took Calgary. I went th- in the Pickham group, I went 3 for 4 this week. 3 so wins one loss. You took Calgary? No, I took the Elks. Oh, did you? You took the Elks? I took, yeah. I took the Elks. I took the I took Saskatchewan and I took the Lions because yeah. I fell a, a bit behind because I forgot to set my line, my picks for a couple of weeks. So every now and then you have to take those risks of taking a Saskatchewan. But you've come right back, man. You're in third spot I, now. I was going to say, I'm, I should be fighting for the champion, like the, the number one spot. Well, you're not fighting for number one, but you're in third. That's fighting for number one. No. Hey, according to Winnipeg, number two is first place, so. That's true. Um, we saw a lot of inaccuracies from Jake Meyer. Yeah, I'm just going to the stats. Funny you should say that. They're not going to be up yet. Grow up. Yeah, they are, actually. Are they, actually? Uh, he went 27 for 34 for 315 yards with one interception, no touchdowns. Um, so not horrible, 27 not for 34. Ho- but he, it's some again. We talked about it um, last night with watching the Bombers Saskatchewan game. Um, he's really good on long throws. Jake Meyer, very similar to Claros, can bomb that ball as far as you can throw with decent accuracy. It's the medium and short throws a lot of the time that Jake Meyer throws so inaccurate. So when that last drive watching him be able to make those throws consistently is a sight that I think is positive for the, the Stampeders. So we Stampeders keep, themselves. We keep saying he's hor- uh, not a great quarterback, but he went 27 for 34 for over 300 yards. 
we, we were going on and on about how great Trey Ford was. He went 14 for 23 for 137 yards. Difference but how being. Many, how many yards did he rush for? 11 carries for 134, 135 yards, an average of 12 yards per carry. That's insane. And But that's a difference is Trey Ford might not be, and again, he's young. He's going to figure it out. He wasn't supposed to be the number one this year. Jake Meyer is. Jake yes. Meyer was given the team from Bo Levi saying, here's the team, go for it. Well, Trey Ford is, I think, number 12 <laughs> for Edmonton. Like, like, I mean, they've gone through everyone. Like, I'm pretty sure they threw Manny at quarterback a couple times just to see what he could do. Um, but no, I think, honestly, super fun game. Again, Labor. you keep saying Labor Day is when, when the CFL kicks off. And this these three of these four games felt like playoff-style games. Oh, it was insane. It really was. The only game that wasn't was, is the game we'll talk about now, the Toronto-Hamilton game. I mean, and it was a good game. Don't get me wrong. Um, Toronto is just that good. They really yeah. are. And and don't get me wrong. The Ticats aren't the team that they were supposed to be, that no. they tried to build up. And we saw flashes of what they could be um, last week against BC. Exactly. But th- we knew they had it in coming in tough to play Toronto. And um, what's his name? Ulet, I think is his name. Oh, guy's insane. Just a beast. The fact that he was able to throw for a touchdown. Yeah. And he's made insane. it look simple. Now, this and is he's something a I think. Big ass guy. Like, he's not a small man. Like, no, he's a he's just a solid dude. He's short yeah. and solid. And um, they were talking to him on the panel after the game. And I don't know how much you were paying attention. I saw a bit of two that. games. And they asked him, like, what's your most underestimated um, attribute? And he was like, I honestly think it's my my quickness, how yeah. quick and explosive I hit those holes. And because everyone knows, like, you grab onto him, you have to make sure you're holding because he will drag you for five yards. There's a guy I'd love to interview and, um, sit, like, sit down and really pick his brain on how he got to where he is, why he's not in the NFL, because he's a power running back. Like, he's a big man. I don't know if he's tall, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I don't think he's tall enough for the NFL. Could be. Right? Could and and it's as simple well as be. that where, oh, he's he's under six foot. We're not even going to look at him. Move on. Yeah. Right? Age, Which is absurd. 1.78 meters. Oh, that's over. I think that's just six foot. I six hate eight, six six one. Is it? Six one and five eighths of an inch. You you already looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that'd be why he looks so big. Like, I yeah. Now there's something we're gonna talk. I that I want to talk about that I think is gonna dominate conversations. His he throws the the touchdown. He runs off to the side, and grabs his hammer and does a celebration. And takes a 15-yard penalty for excessive celebration. I want to know your thoughts because you're very much an old-school, for the most part, type of thought process. A good friend of this show's, Arlan Bruce. Um, I hope you're watching at one point. I don't think he watches it live, but I know he does watch, listens to the uh, podcast afterwards. Um... Famous for getting fines for using um, 
what's it called? Props. Props. Um, famous one being the Spider-Man mask. Yep. Um, telephone. Uh, <laughs> I could go on and on. Um, what harm does it do? It See, I'm surprised. A, I'm it honestly, I, adds I, excitement to the game. I know you're, and when I saw it, I jumped. Like, I, I popped for it. As a wrestling fan, I literally popped for it. I was like, that's fucking cool. But it's one of those, he knows he's going to get a penalty. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a flying finacles. And they were in the lead. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. They were going to win the game. But it wasn't that big of a lead. Now, if if it was a, at the time of the touchdown, if it was, um, the end scored, they're what, 13 points ahead? Not even yeah. two touchdowns? I think they were if 13. They were, if that touchdown put them uh, 13 points ahead. Yeah. Now, it's the CFL. If Hamilton had a quarterback, and I'm hypothetically. If Hamilton, Hamilton was BC, that probably does, doesn't happen. I was gonna say, does it? If he does do it, BC probably a, a better team makes you pay for that. Montreal, yes. BC, Toronto, right? So I get the penalty. I get why it's there to stop the excessive celebrations. But I get, I do. You you can't be you can't be doing choreographed dance routines in the end. But zone they climates. do. But they for do. No, no, again. They they can do their handshakes. Their their they, they do their little. <laughs> yeah, but you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to do the bicycle anymore. You're not allowed to do the bobsled anymore. See, that's an excessive celebration. See, that's just wrong. That was that's the fun of the scoring a touchdown. As Erland told us, man, it takes a lot to score a touchdown. When I get my ass in there, I want to be able to celebrate that shit. And I tried. To, I tried agree. to imitate the best I could. Terrible you know, accent, Bruce Drawl. Um, the the idea of the rule makes sense. The execution of the rule is hogwash. Yeah. What I, What did him grabbing the hammer do? If he did everything except for grab the hammer and slams just his fist down, gets the same effect. He had the hammer with him during the interview too. Eh? That was cool. He walked into. Well, you know why he has the hammer? Because he they went into Hamilton, who's known as the Hammer. Yes. And he looks like Thor. Yes. I mean, what better can it be? Like, it's great, and it's a rivalry great game. Grow up. It's the it's a Labor Day classic. And yes, what? we can call all weekend Labor Day classic. Okay. So... Drive me nuts. But yes, um, not much to talk about other than Chad Kelly is. Chad Kelly, the Blue so Bombers, or the, sorry, the uh, the Argonauts, the Double Blue, are the best team in the CFL, and by leaps and bounds. Yes. Now, having said that, because I knew you were going to say that, so I had looked at the stats. Yep. Chad Kelly is good. There's no two ways about it, but yep. 15 for 23 so for, for 201 yards. What did I say Mayor did? 315 yards. But that doesn't matter. When you're when you're a one-dimensional team and you have to throw the ball every down, True. that's what happens. Look well, at the look at the total stats. Don't just look at Kelly. Okay, let's look at the stats. 347 yards of total offense. Thank you. 124 yards rushing. See, and there's there's a big difference. 
is 5.9 yards per carry. Yeah. So call it six yards per carry. That's huge. <laughs> like that well, really is. If every time you hand the ball to your running back, you get six yards, you never have to throw the ball. Well, yeah. You run it down the field. Exactly. It's like insane. Um, talking about insane, this game. Oh. Well, the next game we're talking about, uh, what night? that was Sunday night. The Blue Bombers going to Saskatchewan full of confidence. And really, I believe, I, mean, I believe, I heard actual Bomber fans say, the only way Saskatchewan's going to win is by an act of God. God himself would have to come but, down and help them win because it was on a Sunday. So it would had to be God coming but, down himself. Well, now let's rewind a week in the podcast. And I said, do not be surprised. We both if, said that this would be the this upset. is the game. And look at that. We do know what we're talking about, Internet. I know it's shocking and it confuses me sometimes. <laughs> but Saskatchewan, and looking at the stats, I don't think trailed the game until the fourth quarter. It was the reason I fell in love with the game called the Canadian Football League. Like It, it had everything. Game. It had everything from rough plays to hard hits to long bombs, great runs, awesome returns. Like It literally had everything you could ask for in a football game, including a headbutt. <laughs> now... We uh, just before the the I guess just as the Toronto Tiger Cats game started, yes, um, they did announce that Ro- I think is Robinson um, got a one game suspension, and I messaged you and I think that's a hundred percent a fair. That is exactly what he should have got. Takes him but, out of the banjo bowl um, because it would have got ugly. Uh, well, I was just saying it's just as as a referee, you're told to manage the game. You know what the best way to manage a game is Get remove an incident, remove someone before an incident happens. And, I mean, should he have been kicked during that game? Yeah. Would have would it have made that much of a difference to the game? I don't believe. I mean, Bomber fans will go off saying, oh, they wouldn't have had their best player on the team. Blah, blah, blah. Now, blah. don't get me wrong. The headbutt was extreme. It, don't, it, by extreme, like, you, you, he knew what he was doing. Sure, he was celebrating. You don't jab your head forward at anyone, especially a quarterback, because they're very protected. And you have the headman, his job, the guy in the white hat. He watches the... He watches well, the he, he was right there. But, I mean, as far as how hard he hit him, it was about that hard. Yeah. It really and was. Then, and then <laughs> Kolaros flopped down like, like, a, like a, he got shot in the leg. And then was and then was arguing with the refs when he had to go off for three plays. You go down in CFL the way it. it works. You go down for an, any injury related reasons. The refs have to call for an injury timeout. You're off to the bench for three plays. And the best part of it was is if he doesn't react the way he does and flops like he was a freaking European soccer player that got touched, the penalty doesn't get called. The penalty was called, it was a late call, because of Claro's acting skills. He should be going to the movies, because that was an amazing acting skill from a vet. It was what you want. 
I used to love it when Louis Pisaglia, anybody would come within five feet of him. He was able to do a backflip in midair and make it look <laughs> like he got hit. But that's what you want. 100%. As a, as a Winnipeg fan, that's what you want. But what he should do, he flops, he gets down, he sees that flag, he gets back up, he dusts himself off, and he gets back into the huddle. He doesn't lay there flopping. <laughs> it's like, fuck, guys. And the, again, the big thing to me is don't complain. If you go down like that, go down, get out of the play. What I get a kick out of, out of that whole scenario was Winnipeg fans using that as an excuse why they lost. But they were, again, they were down the entire rest of the game. Let's go to, let's go to the tail of the tape, shall we? Let's just click over to here. The no one wanted to score until the third period, until the third, uh, in the first quarter, sorry. Yes. Oh, why can't I see the daily? Oh, they don't show it here. Damn. Oh, maybe if I go over here. No. First quarter. No, they don't. I hate that. So there was uh, there was a short period of time that um, that in the second quarter that Winnipeg was up by one. Was it okay? Yeah. Uh, wait, am I going forwards in time or backwards in time? Give me one second. Clock one thirty. Oh no, I'm going backwards in time. So yeah, no, I, there was no point until the fourth quarter that the Bombers had any lead. No, it was three nothing after the first for Saskatchewan. For Saskatchewan, then ten to seven. Yes, but and then fourteen. After the no, third, it was nineteen to fourteen for the Riders. And the second in the second quarter after after the second quarter it was thirteen to seven, not ten to seven. Thirteen to seven. Yes, that's correct. And then it was fourteen to nineteen for the Riders. And, and it went into overtime. Yeah, tied at twenty eight. There was so, never a time in the game where the Blue Bombers had the lead. Zach Kloris was 13 for 26 people. Okay, I'm going to look right at the camera. I'm going to say no, that. Sorry, lead. sorry. That's in the fourth quarter, they had the lead. Yes, they did. It's the only time. I'm going to slow it down for, the, for, my, for my loves over at CFL Chatter, Smurf Mafia fans. Zach Kolaris was 13 for 26. I know math is hard, but we'll do it for you. Jake, what's 13? What percentage is that? Sorry, 13 for 46? 13 for 26. Oh, that's 50%. So Zach Kolaris was 50% accuracy only. But but they're, they're a dynasty. Jake and I watched this game together. We had 15 people over at the house not watching the game. We, well, we were watching the game, but the I was watching the morning. game the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I had to cook freaking dinner, okay? <laughs> um, and I said after the bombers threw the bomb for the uh, to tie the game in overtime. I couldn't get it out of my mouth before it happened, but I was about to say. Calaris is amazingly accurate, 30 yards plus. Amazingly is, accurate. But apparently so. not so accurate on two-yard passes. Well, the ball was like so far in front of the receiver. Oh. It was it, a horribly yeah. thrown ball. Horribly thrown ball. But you can't blame just Calaros on that. That was an entire systemic failure from the Blue Bombers to oh. allow 
the Rough Riders there? Or or is Jake Dolagala that good of a quarterback? Well, folks. We have the technology. Let's go to the tail of the tape. I wonder what people think when we talk. 326 uh, yards, uh, 39 attempts, 8.4 average through the air. For who? For Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. Kolaros was 22 for 39. I don't care about Kolaros. No, Dolagala. Dolagala. 22 for 39. For 326 yards. An average of 8.4. So. And they had rushing. The rushing game wasn't that good, but still 3.9 yards a carry, which is respectable. Put yeah. you at second and six every single first down you hand the ball off. So. is Does this mean, is this loss, big L-O-S-S, to the Bombers... That the Bombers suffered. Does that mean that they dropped down drastically in the uh, power rankings? Well, it's a very good question because I will not be releasing the power rankings today because games were still going on until five minutes before the podcast went off. However. However. You got to put Toronto first still, obviously. BC won. Bombers lost. There's a lot of different factors that go into it, too. Yeah. So we'll have to tune in to HughSports.ca later this week to find out exactly the power rankings. I'll be interested to see because I'll have to kick your ass if you're not doing what I think you're going to do. Um, anything else on the Bombers and Saskatchewan game? No, it was just a fun CFL game. It really was. I mean, take you out had... the headbutt, which um, everybody wants to talk about, but take out the head the headbutt. And everybody's happy. Well, I wouldn't say happy. Everybody's happy except. Well, I mean, I think, I think, I think elk fans are upset. I think Ticat fans are upset. Bomber fans are beside themselves. And jumping to the last game, the BC Lions play on Labor Day for some reason this year, going into Montreal and winning by 34 to 25. It's funny you say it like that because it used to be the Bombers or the Lions always played the L's on Labor Day. It was never was... a rivalry and never back to back, but they used to always play. That was a that was when, the joke when it was eight teams. Yeah, yeah, they haven't played since there have been nine teams in the league. I know that's what I said. They they used to. Yeah, I said used to. Yeah, so it's. It's just weird. It, it doesn't make sense because you have all these rivalry games and you think a rivalry between the two French-speaking, the most two most French-speaking teams in the league would be very easy to initiate. Ottawa is the only bilingual city in all of Canada. Oh, Ottawa. I was like, who? <laughs> the only bilingual city in all of Canada is yeah. Ottawa. It would, and... it would make more sense, but they don't seem to have a rivalry. Ottawa, Ham, or... Does Montreal have a rivalry with anyone? No. Montreal's kind of on their own. Most, does Ottawa have a rivalry with anyone? No, they, most people don't even know they exist, those two teams. Does, does, wait, but do the Lions have a rivalry with anyone? No, we just exist because we're good. But how in a nine-team league do you not have a rival? 
we used to, Calgary used to be our big rivalry at one point back in the day. I would argue, I would argue that to the nth degree. It's always been Edmonton and Calgary. Oh, well, yeah. It's always um, definitely that is the uh, rivalry. Yeah. Calgary and Ed, uh, Calgary BC always put up a good game and they were ugly. They didn't BC, like each other. They put up, I was going to say they put up good games, but there's not that rivalry, that hatred of any team. Well, except, you know, those fights in the parking lot. I mean, yeah. Fights on the field. No, 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 no. From the fan base. From a fan oh, base. Oh, yeah. Fan base. No. Like, nah. to me, it's like, you want to go see the Alouettes play? Sure. There's not a team where if you handed me free tickets, and except for a day like today where it was crappy weather out all day, where you're like, free tickets. And I'm like, meh. Like, I don't like that team. I don't want to go see them play. Yeah. It's I ended other up giving, giving my tickets away to some neighbor. I put it on our neighborhood chat, our neighborhood I Facebook they, page. I hope they got used. They did. Um, but talking about the Lions and Al's game. Yes. What an interesting game. <laughs> that's a good way that's, to put it. That's a, It's the best way to put it because I don't think Vernon Adams had a superstar game that no. we've seen him have. He's back as being a definitely should be starter in the league, despite yep. despite what's um, articles might be written about him um, and people might be saying. But he didn't like he didn't jump off the page. But neither did Montreal. Like Cody Fajardo played an okay game. Both teams played an okay game. Yeah. And you get an interesting game out of it. It was almost like it was the last game of the season. Both teams had locked up uh, their playoff spot. It really didn't mean a lot, and yeah. they went out and played. I mean, the, That's the nice really thing what is, it was like the the nice thing seeing the Lions kind of control the run game on defense. Yeah, was really nice because they got burnt so badly by Butler and the Tie Cats the week before. Yes, um, and uh, seeing them start getting their run game going with Smoke Mizell. Yes. Um, 14 carries for 68 yards and one touchdown. It's not much, but it's a start. I, I mean, you you wrote here a fun game, and really, that's what it was. It was it was a good game to watch, um, entertaining, but it wasn't. Yeah. It definitely wasn't Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, or Calgary, Edmonton, because of the oh, rivalry, exactly. right? Exactly, which is why I think having it on the Saturday night is an okay. Like a Friday night, you're not going to get enough people, in my opinion, to take away from their Friday night plans to watch a football game. Yeah. Saturday night, people are going to go out to the bar. It's going to be on. If the diehards like us are going to watch it, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what day of week you put it. Having the the Bomber Saskatchewan game on Sunday makes the most sense. I think, despite what other people might say, including the old man of not having a Friday or a Thursday night game on the long weekends, I think it's the smartest thing for the league. I want to see what the numbers look like, yeah. um, and I'm going to be checking three down nations. Huge for Sunday's games. Sun, I think Sunday game and today you're going to see huge uh, yeah. increases because, I, and I don't think no offense to the Toronto Ticats game. I think they're going to do okay numbers wise. They're going to be average, but you're. I think you're going to see a boost in the Bomber Saskatchewan game and in the Elks Stamps game. Yeah, for sure. It's disappointing that it wasn't a nice day here in town. It would have been. Uh, cool to see what kind of a crowd would have been, could have been. Um, I yes. was kind of disappointed uh, in the crowd today at the worst stadium in the league. Mick Mahan. And the worst fans in the leagues because they leave. And half of half of the people that showed up didn't get to see the Stamps win. Let's go back to that. I didn't mention it. Yeah. They showed an overhead we talked about this before. We talked about this before the, uh, the, 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 the we started streaming. 
Yeah, they had the uh, drone, and they were doing some video from the drone for the TSN coverage. Before you go any further, how did you feel about the drone coverage? <laughs> I loved it. I did it not. Could, I think it could have been used more. No. 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 Was, <laughs> the picture quality was not good. Maybe the, that's what I was seeing when I was seeing the bad quality of the picture. The 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 angles weren't used properly. It was just, in my opinion, Amateurs. a great idea, but it looked like it looked like me and you put it together. And yeah, okay. I like the idea though. Yeah, the idea is great, but if you're going to do it, do it properly. Now there was complaints in the stands that it was very distracting. Oh no, distracting the fans. What will we ever do? You mean the giant thing that goes in front of you and after about what, two weeks into the season, you don't even notice it anymore? Well, and the floating camera is the other one that I've heard that people don't like. And I'm like, I love the floating camera when it's used right. On, on TV, yeah. On When I'm watching the game, I don't notice it. Yeah, I don't even see it. I don't. But anyways, Lions, um, they come back, they win. Good for them. I'm excited because Bombers lost, Lions win. It rekindles that October, 3rd, October 6th game that I keep talking about. And I keep repeating myself about it because it's going to be so important as long as both teams continue to win. Well, I was going to say, the big thing is we have a bye next week. Yes. And the Riders are hosting the Bombers. What do you no, think? No, sorry, the Bombers are hosting the Riders. Yes, Banjo Bowl. Banjo Bowl. Do you think, and, and I, I we don't have a betting partner, but if we had a betting partner, I would try to see if we had a uh, prop bet. Do you think there's going to be a suspension or a, or an ejection from uh, the game on Saturday? Oh. Because yes. I would take the yes. I would take, I would the, take yes. the yes. I would put money on that. Yeah. Because you're going to have one pissed off crowd. You're going to have a pissed off team. It's sold out, of course. Um, how cool is it that um, Saskatchewan sold out their stadium? Hamilton sold out their stadium. Winnipeg sold out their stadium for next week. Tell me that the CFL is going to die. Shut up, people. But it, anyway. no, no, no. It's it's three te- It's three arena or stadiums. That's it. Calgary had twenty seven thousand people there today. Paid a, attendance. A ten degrees or colder day with smoke so thick you could taste it. Don't don't get me started on the paid attendance versus actual attendance. Oh, because... don't you even it doesn't matter. They still paid their money to go see the game. They do they? You know, the, you know what I always tell people when they argue about they that? Did, is it to be fair, we don't to be fair, we don't know if that's actual paid tickets or that's just tickets distributed. Or if that's the number of people there. That's paid tick that's the CFL goes by paid tickets that are paid in full. So who cares if they show up or not? They got the money. Hundred percent. I just Right. I'm very untrustworthy of those numbers because of the other industries that we follow and we know how they fudge their numbers. No. Why wouldn't... Why you, wouldn't time out. Time, are you telling me wrestling fudges numbers? Well, seeing as uh, me and you have watched a, watched a WrestleMania where they claimed that they had 91,000 people. 101,000 101, uh, people. And then this the two, last weekend, we watched another wrestling oh, show oh. from a different company called AEW, and they had the highest per- tickets distributed for a show at 81,000. 
All I'm saying is there's a bit of a gap. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Where were we before we went on this down this rabbit hole? You were talking. You were talking about how great it is for the league yes. that we have. Uh, I think the league is doing just fine. Um, you can never count numbers in the CFL, in my opinion, until you get into October, September, and October, because that's when the attendance really picks up, and because people really start paying attention. Um, well, and you got after Labor Day. Well, you've got people who've been away on vacations and doing all sorts of different things. But then you also get the weather turning in places like Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatchewan. But people still go. Oh, they do. Don't get me wrong. It just makes it Uh, more fun. I was going to say, you're going to get a lot less fair weather fans and a lot more diehard fans who actually show up. (laughs) I probably won't go to another Stamps game as long as... Let me know. I'll have free tickets. Yes, you will. Um, before we get into the picks for next week, I, I just want to touch on it. We did a big segment uh, with Kyle last week regarding um, college football. And I'm going to start with my team first. My team, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, uh, what was the are score? Undefeated. Are undefeated. Uh, 24 to 21 against uh, Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Um who we're not going to mention what division or league they're in because I believe they're a Div 2 school. I don't um, even but know hey. how these teams end up playing each other. I don't understand how this system works. <laughs> That's a question maybe we need to get into next time with Kyle because we, we spent no, an hour... He, it's going to take well over an hour to try to describe that. But I was going to say, we, we, we barely dug into like the meat and potatoes of college football. And we spent over an hour talking with him. So I tried um, to watch some football, some college football. Holy crap. There's a lot of games. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of teams. So there's a lot of games. There's <laughs> like a lot. Like you think there's a lot of NFL games on, on a, on a, on a weekend, on a Sunday. Take that and quadruple it. That's what you're looking at on a Saturday. Yeah, we have 32 teams in the NFL. I think the college and, has 90,000 teams. Well, and think about it. There's 32 teams, so that's 16 games every week. And some of those buys. teams have a bye. Well, and you've got a Thursday night game, and you've got a Monday night game. So really, you have 14 games less the buys yes. per, on a Sunday. So, so, so I think on average, have... you have about 10 games. Yes. 10 or 11 games. Compared to the nine thousand games of college ball you've got, but I did, I did try to watch my team play. You did well. I mean, I from what I understand, you turned it off at halftime. No, it went off because YouTube tried to. I thought I was getting the cops knocking at my door. Well, yeah, the old man didn't realize that. Like when you just type something into YouTube, it could potentially be an illegal stream and could get shut down at any point. Big red um, thing came up with a cross through it. It was like, oh, I did something wrong. <laughs> but uh, the Oklahoma Oklahoma Sooners, um, as Kyle said, was a cupcake game against the Arkansas State Red Red Wolves. Why are these team names so long? Arkansas <laughs> State Red Wolves team. Uh, by a score of 73 to nothing. Thing of beauty. I, there's, I've got no words. Just 73 points. Like, I'm how do you... How in the second quarter, if you're Arkansas, go out in the third quarter and even try to play? 
there's got to be a mercy rule in here somewhere. But you can't. You can't no. have mercy because that's 73 points for, or yeah, points for for Oklahoma looks really good. Yes. And right? it, could, it could put them into a bowl game. Right? And again, as we talked about with Kyle, there's so many different factors and different pieces that it's not go the into best this. It's, record gets his win. It's so weird. I don't get there's, it. Yeah, there's a committee that goes together. Um, however, this they upcoming... get together, they um, have a secret handshake and they um, take their clothes. No, shut up, Kevin. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> the in this upcoming week, your Oklahoma Sooners are taking on the SMU Mustangs um, at 4 p.m. our time, and my Arizona Sun Devils are taking on Oklahoma State Cowboys at 8:30 p.m. our time. Whew. So, um, I don't know anything about either of those two teams. So, um, I'm hoping it's a win for both I teams. I watched LSU play TSU. I think that's the name. There was three initials on each one. My goodness, what a great game I watched. Um, I believe you watched LSU versus Florida State. You, maybe that was it. It was really close. It was good. It was fun no, to watch. It might not have been that. What was the other one? TSU? I think it was TSU versus PSU, QSU. There was two, three letters on each team. Right. I had to look. I had to look them up at the time, and I didn't know which one's which. But anyway, um, lots of tossing the ball. Um, yeah, it was fun to watch. It was like uh, if I had my phone, I could probably go to our chat. You probably because um, I think we talked about it with Kyle in that chat, did we not? Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, it was a Colorado game. Jackson, yeah, JSU I'm, versus Colorado. I'm watching Colorado T TCU. TCU. I knew I was close. Um, Colorado wasn't isn't ranked. Um, TCU was ranked 17th. Yeah, and um, it was near the end of the game where I realized they kept saying so the co coach Saunders. I wasn't really paying attention that much. <laughs> I was doing other stuff. Like I was watching, but I was doing other stuff. And all of a sudden they showed coach Saunders and he had prime written across his, on his, on his hoodie. And I was, I looked again and I was like, Holy mother of God, that's prime time. Deion Saunders. Which again, if you don't know who Deion Sanders is, I explained this to the old man. Look into some some small movie called The Longest Yard. The one made in 2005. Oh, he is in the movie. Yes, he is in the movie. But he was also kind of a pretty good football player in his time. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, some people would won't, don't want to go back and watch grainy footage from when TVs were this big. <laughs> his kids played for him or play for him. Yes, that, I believe that's TV? why he I believe that's why he took the job because looking sorry, I was looking it up and he was um at his bigger school before this. Uh, and this is his first year with Colorado. And I guess he uh went in there and just cleaned house. Um, but his kid is the quarterback and holy crap, can that kid throw a ball? Keep an eye on this kid. Whoo. He's the next primetime. Primetime I mean, junior. I think I called him. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty good when you, you know, your, your father is 
a Hall of Fame. Is he? A, yeah, he's got to be Hall of Fame uh, football player. I would think so. You got me you kind of stumped. I would just that. assume. I would just assume. His his name is spelt funny. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, to me, college football. That's Saturdays. When I'm in Vegas, I'm there for a Saturday. Yeah, it's 2011. He went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, same year I graduated. Um, there's a Saturday. I'm in Vegas. Oh. But my the reason I'm going to Vegas is for a, a festival. The festival is all day Saturday. Oh. Normally, when I try to be in Vegas, in Saturday mornings, I'll wake up pretty, like, normal time, like 9, 9.30, after a day of being out way too late and drinking yeah. way too much. And I'll go down into the sports room, sit down, grab a coffee, and just drink coffee because they've got about 13,000 screens and each one has a different football game on. And you can sit there and you can click a button and listen to each individual game. And not that just that, but talking to the people who are like really into it. It's like, oh, like you guys go went there. Oh, yeah, we went there like 30 years ago. It's our team. And I'm like, like oh, who are you cheering for? I'm like, I'm from Canada. I just like watching football. <laughs> I'm from Canada. I don't know this shit. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have the same level of anything. Like there's, there's not... There's, Even hockey, like the, the only thing that I would say is when the NHLers are able to attend Olympics, that is when Canadians there's there's businesses close during the Olympics. The way to describe Olympics. college down in the states, college ball in the states, and their fans is take Ryder fans and amp it up by three million, and that's how crazy. They are for their college football down there. Yeah. It's insanity. They get like fifty to eighty thousand people at a freaking game. I was on Twitter or X, as it's called now, and there's a new high school facility in Texas that's cost them nine million dollars to build and holds nineteen thousand fans. They don't expect it to not be sold out for five years because of pre-sales. They've pre-sold for five years. Isn't that insanity? And we're struggling to fill up 30,000 30, seat stadiums in the CFL. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Don't get me wrong. And it, it 100% has to do with population. If Canada had the population of America, per, per just the cities that have the football teams, there'd be no issue. Yes. But the thing is, they're doing that for college football. They're doing that for high school football. And they're doing that for the NFL. Yeah. Like high school football games are getting tens of thousands of people watching them. It's insane. Right? Rod is here- down at uh, one of the top rated high schools in Florida. It's the one of the top rated high schools in the wor- in in the world. The one of the top rated high school football teams in the US. And I, I'm gonna guess, I mean, that stadium is probably the size of McMahon that they play in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and I mean I went and I actually officiated a high school game this past weekend. And I'll say we had a decent crowd there for the game. Oh, really? There's probably about 100 people there. Oh, wow. 150 people there. good for high school ball here. For high school ball here, that's a fantastic crowd. Yeah. And not one of them did, not once did we get chirped as referees. Nice. Um, Switching gears here a little bit because we were talking about best on bests um, hockey. 
Did you hear last week about the NHL and NHLPA working on a new international competition schedule? No. It's supposed to debut in 2025, so they're going to have to work out the everything before the season next year. But basically, um, it's to supposed to include the Olympics and NHL participation, but also in the two years in the off years. So it's like Olympics every two years, the, then two years, and it's the World Cup of Hockey, then two years Olympics. So and they're working on building an actual schedule to make it. This is when it's going to be. It's going so to be, be an official. Every two years in uh, every two years, uh, there'd be a two week break in February. Nice for international play. So you'll get to see best on best. Oh, that would be every so two cool. years. I would like to see that happen. If this happens in 2025, we have the chance of seeing Connor Bedard, <sighs> Connor David. McDavid. And Sidney Crosby on one team. Can you imagine that line? Can you imagine them all on no, one line? Because they'll because they'll never play on the same line. No. Put them have that those are your top three lines. Oh, oh shucks, a what he'd be 33, 34 year old Sidney Crosby on our third line. Shucks. The worst. Jesus. Like That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, something that I thought of that you triggered my brain. Oh, uh, did I tell you I didn't win the tickets? Thank you. Oh, no. Um, however, that is something I do want to bring up. Um, thank you for reminding me. I was real bad at um, remembering things today because of the game being on. Uh, Vanbase.ca is holding a BC wildfire relief auction, which is what you're talking about. <laughs> um, there are all sorts of different things. If you're in the Vancouver area, even if you're not in the Vancouver area, um, have chances to win, including uh, there's three sets of pairs of tickets for different games. Uh, there's um, autograph Elias Patterson jersey, exclusive Whistler getaway. Um, there's four, eight, 12, 16, 18 different prizes to, um, that they're auctioning off. And all the proceeds go to helping um, the wildfire situation in uh, the, the valley there in uh, BC. Yes, lots of, um, and they need it. I mean, it's been a horrible situation all across Canada, but BC and uh, Northern Alberta got hit extremely hard. But, um, so I was clicking things on that um, auction. Remember, it's an auction. And I saw saw there was two tickets up for grabs for the um, Chicago-Vancouver game in Vancouver in January 22nd, I think it is. January 22nd. And so I clicked on it and then it said I had to have an account. So I thought, oh, okay. So I signed up for the account. Next thing I know, I bid $600 for two tickets. And I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. But the tickets are now at $700. So for uh, every bid has different minimum bid. Like every bid has a minimum bid. So it's 50 bucks. So the next bid to get those two tickets, I'm assuming there'll be premium tickets. Yeah, I'm assuming. I don't know, though. Um, the next set, the next bid will be $750. Which, I mean, if I, if it costs me 600 bucks, it goes to a good cause. Ellison would have kicked my ass. But Jake and I would have gone to Vancouver in January. What's the worst could happen? We could drive. No, no. I've done that done that with you at the in November. We're never doing that again. However, at the time of recording, there are three days and 15 hours left in the auction on all items. Um, the end date is September 8th. At noon Pacific Standard Time. And so, what's the website people could go to? To it is Vanbase. 
vanbase.ca v-a-n-b-a-s-e dot c-a and it's right at the top it says if you got the money folks help help out people that need it there's a lot of homes that were lost a lot of things were destroyed so um every dollar goes to a good cause so head over there not a bad idea also if you just want to donate and help out you can always go to redcross.ca and there are multiple different foundations that you can uh, donate through the red cross um, again, there was been, we did, we didn't really talk about it all that much on the podcast because we try to be more positive. More, we're, a football, a, we're a hockey, we're a sports just, podcast. We're, not we're an escape podcast. from reality. A lot of the time there are shit that we don't reality. talk about. Um, so in doing that, we don't talk about big political bull BS. We don't talk about things happening. The old man. Looks like he's having a seizure or something over there. But I'm if you can donate, <laughs> I know what you were singing, but we're moving on. If you can donate, um, redcross.ca, vanbase.ca um, goes to great causes and helps out people who really do need it because the devastation this year has been incredible. It has. Um, All seriousness, but, it's been really bad. But let's look at next week. Let's look at next. We have one more topic after the picks for next week. So don't get all wrappy uppy yet, old man. Oh, next week on Friday. That's right. The first game we have is Friday, September 8th. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are going into Ottawa to face the Red Blacks. Where's my queen? I need, I need, Ooh, I I need a queen toss. I'm going to give this to the Tiger Cats. I think the I Tiger Cats twing, are I need better. a twin toss. A twin toss? <laughs> twin toss. Let me see. It's a twin toss. Going Hamilton. Hamilton gets sits for both of us. Then on a, what they're dubbing, I think, Super Saturday. Super Saturday. We start at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 11 a.m. Noon, noon Eastern Time. The Alouettes no, go. One, uh, one. If it's 10. One. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Math yep. Part, don't worry about me. Um, the Alouettes go into Toronto to face the powerhouses of the league, the Toronto Argonauts. And I think this one's probably the easiest pick of the week for me. This is the Argonauts. Every single I'm way. picking the Argonauts. Having said that, this could be the biggest upset of the week. This is I'm going to pick this as my upset, even though I'm taking the Argonauts. I'm I we, think we, we, we always take one game that's the upset of the week. This is my upset. Well, looking at all the other games, I don't think it's an upset if either team wins each no. other game from this point forward, for any of these games except for that one. So it has to be the upset of the week. We then have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the return match playing in the Banjo Bowl. This in, would be an upset if Saskatchewan Winterpeg, wins this game. Taking on the Blue Bombers. If Saskatchewan wins this game, it would be an upset. It would I don't be, think so. I think... I, the Smurf Mafia. <sighs> There's not enough Kleenex in Canada. Like Kleenex pulled out of Canada, Jake. I was just say they're they're gone. They're out of Canada. So There's now we got what? Kleenex. Got Royale facial tissues. I still got some Kleenex here for you guys. Is that actually Kleenex branded Kleenex? Oh, it oh, is. Actually Kleenex. See Kleenex. It's Kleenex branded it's Kleenex. For my rider, my bomber fans, because I love them. They're my favorite. Um, who are you taking to win this game? I have to go with Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg's going to come back and win this one. I think the fans at the stadium are going to amp that team up to 11. 
yeah. they're going to come out with a fire and they're going to take the ball on the kickoff because they're going to be able to do something with it. And Saskatchewan, you know what they're going to do? They're going to boot that ball deep after a short kick to start the game this year, this week. <laughs> and they're going to the, the catch. She's going to make the catch. She's going to run and pop goes that ball. And they'll be down seven, nothing before the first offensive play happens. And they will Ooh. never be in the lead again and lose back-to-back games to Jake Dolagala and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Folks, folks, it's Jake Hughes at sports, uh, Hughes, or Jake at HughesSports.ca. I, I, I mean, I'm probably one of 12 people who chose the Rough Rider to win. You the did. Rough Riders to win. Um, this past week, yep. I and I said it, and you looked at me as if I was insane. I can't see Jake Dolagallo losing to the Blue Bombers. He's a beast that no one in this league has dealt with. And the Blue Bombers did a good enough job, but can they do it back to back? I mean, he threw for three hundred and twenty-six yards. Um, then we have the rematch of the game we just finished watching uh, just over an hour ago now. The Stan- Calgary Stampeders going into Edmonton to take on the Elks, in which, crossing our fingers, we will be there live to watch this game. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Crossing our fingers. We'll have to leave here at about, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, if not earlier. So if we get what we if we get what I have asked for. Oh, yes, because we want to be there early to get sidelines. Yes, okay. We might be able to get sidelines and some <laughs> actual player interviews pre- and post-game. Which we will bring to you on the way home when we um, do a live on the way home. Because we're going to have to come home the same night. We're doing a live on the way home? I didn't oh, I didn't tell you that? Me. Remember I told you I was just going to make shit up as we go now? Because that's yep. what you fucking do? So I'm just going to what I do. I plan up. things as we go, and you just come in here, throw a wrench <laughs> in the goddamn beautiful motor I built. And you are going to be driving, so you have to clean your car. I don't have to do shit. And I'm going to be the official drinker and we're going to do a live on the way home. <laughs> Great. That's going to be, but we have the Stampeders taking on the Elks. Who do you think comes away with that win? I'm going to give it to the Elks. I'm going to take the Elks I, again. Again. I think the Elks, whether you say three and a half quarters or three quarters outplayed Stampeders, most of that game. Um, <laughs> and then crumbled in the last quarter, mm-hmm. half a quarter. Exactly. Um, so I say I'm going to say the Elks, but <clears throat> if this is a three and a half point spread, I'm taking the points rather than anything else. Um, last bit of business I want to touch on because we started the podcast with it, or the uh, the second part of the podcast with it is Nathan Rourke officially signs a, with the Jaguars on a practice roster, roster spot. Um, there was a lot of conversation on uh, the social media platforms, both Twitter and Facebook, with the old man going on a, what I would call a little bit of a rant, talking about how it's asinine that he didn't get picked up by any team and was signed to a practice roster spot. It wasn't just social media that went on and on and on and on about this. Every freaking buddy that had a pen and wrote an article that's where they used to do it, Jake. They used to have a pen and they would write. Why would you use a um, pen on a keyboard? It's got, it's everybody got. wrote an article about this. And I wasn't the only one shocked that he didn't get picked up. And I, I get irritated when I f- 
fucking the people are, who sit to sit there and go, oh, anybody who knew anything about football knew he wasn't being picked up. And I'm like, oh, so you were right, and all those experts that said that there was teams out there that were going to pick him up, um, they were all wrong. And you should you should maybe have a job making the kind of money they make. Um, but you don't. You sit on your fucking ass and you predict things after they happen. Not one of you, no. not one of you predicted that, it, that he wouldn't be there. Not one. So shut the fuck up. Sit down. Sound like a freaking grumpy old man. Um, you're, you're an old man yelling at clouds at this point. But pretty much. Does if there, because to me at this point, that means there's not enough interest in Rourke to get a trade done from the Jaguars. I think, and I did a lot of research on it after the fact. I think this is what what had happened. So we were incorrect, by the way. My brother Jack, if you're watching, you're going to like this, what I'm about to say. My brother Jack was correct. Um, he only makes 220000 on the practice roster. If he would have made a 53-man roster, he's guaranteed 750000 So that's a big chunk of money for an unproven QB. So here's what my prediction is. And I kind of made this prediction... Um, prior to all this happening, was before week four of the NFL season, he will be picked up by a team. Or Jags will throw him up on the 53 men. One of before the two. The, before the end of the... Fourth week. Fourth week. Yeah, that's my prediction. I'm still shocked that nobody picked him up, um, but it's it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, they don't pay attention to the CFL down in the NFL. They don't care what you've done up here. And, it, I mean, people don't start with me, and they're like, I'm Flutie, Moon, Garcia. Oh, they're all Americans. But they made their name in the CFL, you dumb fucks. My blood pressure is going up. I can tell. I was, <laughs> I was letting you run with it. Yeah. I'm um, <laughs> now, I, I know you did your research into this, but I, um, I, and I'm trying to find the everything here. I believe his contract was a guaranteed contract of 216,000. No, his guarantee is 220,000. I actually Oh yeah, sorry of the of the of sorry of the 216, but his he still has bonuses he can earn on the practice roster. Well, you can't earn bonuses on the practice roster. There's nothing you can earn on a practice roster. His contract get... is guaranteed at 220 on a practice roster. If he gets signed to the uh, main roster, then it goes jumps up to 750. Yes, and if he, but if he, sorry, I believe with the practice roster, there are different things he can do. Is there? To earn, I believe, and I'm, I'm trying to find that out, and everything's just telling yeah. me uh, $216,000 a year. So Yeah, exactly. It's, it's saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the show for this week. Please do remember to check us out at HughesSports.ca because we have um, our power rankings, the, the review that's normally out already. 
power rankings, usually we have them out ready to go right now, but we don't. Oh, yeah, but we can't. Monday is, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Because I the games are finished up on Monday, check out hughsports.ca. Check us out on Twitter, or X as it's now called, uh, at HSP underscore pod. Same tag on Facebook. Um, you can check out the old man at KevHughes64 on the uh, Twitter machine. Uh, you can find him also at cavalli channeling on facebook uh, where he puts on his other hat you can find me on twitter at j streams jeh streams and i also am on twitch.tv j streams here uh where i'll be playing a bunch of different games but keep an eye on socials because there'll be a bunch of things being posted this week i uh, assume because we have a lot of things happening in this upcoming week with the, the CFL, the playoffs rates are finally heating up. Will there be a crossover? Cause I think there still can be a crossover from the, from the West to the East or the East to the West. It's, it's never ending the amount of playoff complications each and every game has with. It's insane. Each. So keep your eyes peeled, have yourselves a wonderful week, and we will see you guys here next week. A little bit earlier. Goodbye.